watch my tone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch that movie. Yeah, man. <laughs> that is funny. Hi, everybody. We're back. Woo! It's Terra and Tacos. We did I'm it. Christy. I'm Michael. And we are here today to talk about the most frightening movie ever made. Are we? <laughs> no. No, we're not. We're no. I think we're We already talked about The Shining. Yeah. We're the real exorcist. Or the real exorcist. Right. Um, um, yeah, we're here to talk about 2023's The Exorcist Colon Believer. Believer, the most terrifying movie. You know what's more frightening than one? Possessed 12-year-old girl. What, Christy? Two possessed 12-year-old girls. Yes. Quantity is always better than quality. Double, double the pleasure of Pazuzu. Oh, my Uh, God. But before we get into that, and we will. Yeah. Oh, we will. Yeah. Let's talk about... You know, maybe some snacks that we've been having lately. Yes. When we got together, I'm sorry that this desk is so dusty. Hey, that's all right. It still goes up and down, so that's yeah, impressive. Yeah, it does. DC Jones likes to lie on it. Anyway, um, when we got together, because we got together to watch this movie. Yeah, the four of us watched this together, uh-huh. which was nice. Um, we ordered amazing pizza. We From had Connie Rosso. Connie Rosso. Uh, and it was, the experience of Connie Rosso was Far greater than watching the film. So much better. Um, I also baked a Victoria sponge yeah. because I'm way into baking. Sponge. Yeah. It's a nice and, sponge. Um, you liked it, but I don't, I think Prue would have said it was too claggy. I, I thought it was delicious. Um, I still, you know, you would have gotten one of those, like the flavors are perfect. It's just yeah. a little claggy. The buttercream is great. It's yeah. just like you baked it too long. I so, still, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what claggy actually means, but I like me when too, they say but it. but I like how it sounds. Yeah. So I've just decided Also, they're like, it's stodgy. It's I'm like, stodgy. wait, but food? Okay, so like like stodgy, <laughs> I think stodgy means that it's like like dense okay. or like, I think, I don't know. No, that makes sense. Anybody who knows out there, please, please let, us, let know. us know the difference between claggy and stodgy stodgy. yeah because like british baking show like they are clearly you know we share a language and you and i (laughs) that's the thing like you and i watch uh, we all watch a ton of british Uh television and movies so i feel like we even know a little more of the slang than maybe some people right but there are still some words they use where i'm just like Wait, what? What? What are you talking about? I have about? no idea also, what that So why means. don't you use Zs in the middle of words? I don't understand. They don't? <laughs> so it's like specialization. Like, it's always like they'll use an S. Oh. Where we would use a, a Z. And they would call it a Z. They call it a Z. And, and they say zebra. Yeah, these fuckers. They also yeah. say guillotine, which guillotine. makes me insane. Yeah, yeah. They say things like symmetry. Yeah. Now that's I, all right. You know. You like the when it when it. Yeah, when the I don't mind that. I don't like, know why guillotine makes me. It seems like a shot specifically at the French, where they're like, well, sure. We're we're not saying it like yeah, they do. We're not saying yeah. it like they do. Um, anyway, yeah. garage. Uh, they say the garage. Garage. Yeah. Um, um, I kind of like that they say garden instead of yard. I love that. When I'm so pretentious that I've even started using it. I I'm think like, that's it's amazing. In the, garden. the other thing is that I am, I'm directing a play right now. Um, speaking of the French, um, and the characters in the play, uh, eat and talk about a very fancy, uh, French peasant dessert called a clafouti. It was delicious. And I made one. Yeah. I had some. And it I, was, I had never had that. It was yeah, really good. I'd never good. had it either. I just, I, looked up a recipe and I made it and it's custardy and you can put berries on it. And yeah. uh, so that was delicious. That's what we ate. Yeah. We're going to get back to the tacos. French peasantry eats well. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, they do. But you know what we should do? We should go have something at Lubella's and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Lubella's yeah, next Yeah, I love that place. Um, it's one of my favorite places right now. All right. Uh, so, Exorcist colon believer. Who wrote it? Well, 
in a bizarre turn of events, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, this the Exorcist franchise, I guess, was handed off to director David Gordon Green, who you might remember recently uh, destroyed the Halloween franchise. Right. And so Gordon Green um, and Danny McBride. Stop letting yeah, him write. Who also wrote, they wrote the Halloween movies. They wrote the, they had the story by credit for this. And then Gordon Green wrote the screenplay uh, with a man named Peter Sattler, I think, or Satter. Um, unimportant. Why Stop does, letting why, them make Why movies. does anyone let some, I mean, Danny McBride has one chop. Yes. Playing a redneck. Yeah, that's it. Why would you let a guy who has one chop yeah. in comedy town or whatever yeah. write these movies? I don't know. And I, I have said this before when we talked about all the new Halloweens. I, I don't understand. Like David Gordon Green, when he was early in his career, was literally compared to Terrence Malick. Wow. Like he was, he made, I'm going to say it. He made two of the best films I've ever seen. Uh-huh. I do not know what happened. I don't Money. know. Yeah, it has to be. Or hanging out with fucking James Franco. Like, well, okay. he made a movie. His first major movie is, I've talked about it before. It's called George Washington. It's mm-hmm. one of the, it's so different than anything. I like, I don't know what, it's a sad okay, tale. Okay, well, like, maybe that's, okay. So we're going to get to the movie, but this is a thing. I mean, maybe his his thing is is making things that you've never seen before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like small and things. Small things. Yeah. And, and trying to fit into like a major box office draw template of a movie is not his thing. It's not his thing. He just can't do and it. And I think, and we'll get, I mean, we're just, you know, we'll get to the movie. It's like, I actually think after the response to this film, um, I believe he said he's going back for a while to just make small independent films. That's good. Like, I think maybe even he figured yeah, out. Yeah, like maybe, I mean, listen, giant paychecks. Yeah. Look, look, I'm not going to, but. I will direct a piece of shit play if someone gives sure, me a giant paycheck. I just don't understand. And I don't, so I don't know if this happened, you know, if this deal was cut and all, I have. before ha- Halloween mm-hmm. finished. Because I don't understand how anyone watches the resolution of their Halloween trilogy and says, we should hand the exorcist yeah. off to these guys. I told you so. Yeah, the, 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 the movie, which we should say just celebrated its 50th anniversary. Uh-huh. And the real exorcist. The real exorcist. <laughs> and that is consistently called actually the most terrifying. Yes. Like, it is the, the scariest it's like movie. It's yeah. known for that. And like I, I told you this, like my friend uh, was in town for the holidays um, and she is... She loves movies. She's mm-hmm. not like an insane horror fan, but she loves movies. And she had seen this and before we watched it. And I was like, oh, man, I'm like after what they did to Halloween, like I can't even imagine. And my friend, she said, yeah, man. And like Halloween is great and it's perfect slasher and it's important. She was like, but dude, the exorcist is sacred. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, she's right. It's so true. So like it really is. I don't. Ah, oh, this movie was so fucking upsetting. Terrible. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read some quotes that I find I found on the interwebs, and I have to say Michael doesn't know what I'm about to read. Uh, I just want him to to respond real time. Real time. I'm ready. To these quotes. Oh my god, what is up with my phone? God damn it. Oh, here we go. Okay, first quote. Overall, The Exorcist believer is not just a fun watch; it's a delight for horror enthusiasts. This is from Voice. BDG lifestyle. What? There was nothing. <laughs> like, 
what? It's not just a fun watch. It's a delight for horror enthusiasts. Okay, so fuck off. Um, there's <laughs> no, there was nothing fun about it. I mean, the no. only thing fun was like, man, Aspen. Like, this is also like one of my favorites. She was like. I think it's really bizarre that the original Exorcist is one of the first movies that ever terrified me and still terrifies me. And I laughed through this entire yeah, movie. Yeah. How is this a delight for horror fans? There's nothing scary in there's it. There's nothing delightful. There is about not. A, it. There's nothing delightful. There's nothing fun. There yeah. is not a single scare in this movie. There's no humor. Like yeah. I mean, I mean. I, and for horror fans, delightful is a, th- a different thing. Sure. It's like it's being frightened. Yeah. It's, it's feeling that tension that the never, whole time. never, no. Not once. Not once. Okay, second quote. And we'll, we'll get to the plot in a minute. Yeah, yeah. The plot. Um, harrowing, disturbing, <laughs> terrifying. Did it, what? Harrowing, disturbing, terrifying. Okay, it was harrowing in that I had to sit through it. It just kept going. It just kept going. Disturbing that the... They let it happen. Yeah. At one point, you actually said out loud, does nobody watch Rushes anymore? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like, does nobody, like, do Rushes exist? Do, I like, don't Do dailies know. exist? Is any, did anybody go into the editing room and go like, mm, none of this makes sense? Did the person who said this, are, late, are they like one of those people who's never seen a film, like back in the old days when the train was coming towards the camera and they thought, oh my God, yeah. the train's going to come out of the screen? Yeah. Like I, this was the that, first think, movie they'd ever I seen? I think they had to, they, they probably, you know, yeah, it's that person who watched Trip to the Moon and was like, what? what? Yeah. The, yeah. The moon has a face? <laughs> yep. Okay, third one. And it's French. And it's French. It is a well-made, thought-provoking, and disturbing film that will stay with viewers long after they watch it. No. This is uh, from the medium. That's from the medium. Really? Yeah. No, I just, it, that is crazy. Like, I honestly, that is baffling. I, I, that's baffling to me. I don't know how anybody... I feel like... Could watch this movie and one think it was scary or well-made. Yeah. Like, that's what gets me. Like, it, it, I, get, I, get, I told you, I said, you know, it's a movie in that there are 12 frames per sure. like, second. Yeah, there are know? moving, there are st- Pe- images pic- that move. Images that move and people say things. Yeah. And it begins <laughs> and it ends. Yeah. Uh, I know this is, that's insane. I, well, I will counter then with two of my favorite Great. quotes. Hit this me. is from Wendy Eyed at The Guardian. It requires a rare ineptitude to take what is famously one of the most terrifying movies ever made, recycle pretty much everything, but neglect to include scares. And then my fa- one of my favorite quotes I've ever read about anything, this is from Leah Schnellbach, I hope I said that right, from Tor.com. Tubular bells should gain sentience so it can sue to be taken out of exorcist believer. <laughs> like, yeah, I, this, this is to say this movie's bad credit. It's like credits, like credit. It's uh, I can't speak. Suggest it's a movie. This is barely a movie. Right. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I, I think that this movie is um, reductive without being derivative. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally. And, it's like, and derivative is not even a positive thing, but it's like, it's reductive. Yeah. But it doesn't even like derive from Friedkin's. There's nothing about this film 
film that is like William Friedkin. No, the only the, the only thing is that the, Ellen Ellen Burstyn shows in up, and, and they used t- tubular bells in a couple yeah. of like and you it know, really in a scene. like I. We'll talk about it, but I hate what they do to Ellen Burstyn. Oh also, my God. Like, and, oh my God. And Dowd, who is arguably one of the finest American actresses yeah. alive. You had two, two of the, I mean, Ellen Burstyn's a fucking legend. And yeah, yeah Anne Dowd can do anything. No wrong. And she did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She, she did in this film. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I wonder if, if, if any time during filming, she was like, you know, it just doesn't make sense that my character says this. Okay. I'll yeah. I mean, at some point, it's funny. Like, I was thinking, you know, I rarely, like, feel bad for actors in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because Unless if you find out they were, like, treated horribly, which right. I'm sure that was not, not, I'm I'm not sure the that case was not at the all. Case. Like, they probably had a good time making this sure. movie. They I all got they paid did. well. Yeah. Um, but, like, Leslie Odom Jr., who's the lead, I mean, come on, man. That guy is a Broadway star. Yeah. Ellen Burstyn is one of the best actors to have ever Academy lived. Academy Award-winning actress. Yeah. Not that awards mean anything, but she's there. She's And Dowd is amazing. And then you have two young women um, who are just, just starting their careers. Yeah. And I'm like, they all deserved better, better. than this. They, they all deserve better. better than this. So, um, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... I we, one, one of the things that I think works about <laughs> about The Exorcist, right, and one of the reasons it is still hailed as the greatest horror movie is that it, like, in the genre, it even defies genre tropes, right? Yeah. In that, and you and I talk about this often, um, in horror movies, things happen because some people make bad decisions, right? Mm-hmm. They're desperate and they make bad decisions, and so things go awry, right? right. In The Exorcist, though... Everybody does everything that they're supposed to do. Yeah. Like Ellen Burstyn is concerned about her daughter. She does everything that she's supposed to do. Yes. The priests do everything that they're supposed to do. Yeah. People behave in normal, human, expected, rational behavior. Yeah. And shit still goes wrong. Yeah. And that, to me, is one of the reasons that The Exorcist works. Yeah. Because there's nothing contrived about it. Yeah, and I also think one of the reasons it's so good and why I think we had a conversation, I think it was last, I mean, I don't even remember, it was last year, and I said it was funny, like, forever I have said I think The Shining is probably the best horror movie ever made, and as I get older, I have shifted way more towards The, the Exorcist, Exorcist. Yeah. Because I think the script is far superior. It's so great. Um, and that we, we spend time with these people. Mm-hmm. Like, we know so much about them. We care about them. Like... Linda Blair and Ellen Burstyn's relationship is so well developed by the time shit starts happening. And actually delightful. Yeah, delightful, like a lovely mother and daughter. You also know like she's fame she's a famous actor in mm-hmm. it. Like she's making some anti-Vietnam film. Right. You know, like you do in the in the 70s, early 70s. Um, but like she has not allowed even her fame or whatever, that does not supersede her. Yeah. Be like taking care of her kid. Right. They have a great relationship. We know her dad is not in, in the picture and like doesn't even remember to fucking call her on her birthday or whatever. So like we know so much about them. We know so much about Father Damien and how he failed feels he's failed his own mother, that he's clearly at this point in his life a psychologist before he's a priest. Mm-hmm. He's doubting his belief in God. Right. Like there's so much going on. Right. And all of this feeds into 
yeah. when the shit goes down. Right. We even know, we even know about Father Marin. We know, yeah. little, like it's a little bit more ambiguous, but we know from that 20 minute Iraq sequence at yeah. the beginning of the movie, we know that something, for some reason, yeah. Father Marin has been sent or has chosen to go to the far ends of the earth to escape whatever it is that he's escaping. And now he's being called back. Yeah. And it's the simple gesture of like putting the, the pill under his tongue, you yeah. know, like for his heart condition, we know so much about everybody. And ever I keep saying, I keep coming back to everybody behaves in a rational manner. Yeah. Everybody does what's, what's expected of them in the circumstances. And in their like role, and like in their role. sure Catholic priests, say things that maybe average people wouldn't like right. talk about the devil like the devil is right all around you but that makes sense in, in their context world. for a yeah. catholic priest it's not like chris mcneil went into the basement and found a door to another basement that right. led to another basement and then she went through those doors right like, that's the difference that i'm talking about yeah. right where people do not do things if you went to like, the basement and yeah, found they another They just make basement, stupid decision right, after stupid you'd be decision. Like, I'm out of I'm here. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. But oftentimes in horror movies, and it works. Sure. People do that. Yeah. They make dumb decisions. Right. Teenagers go into the forest when they shouldn't go into right. the forest. All that bullshit. These people do not. Right. And, and the idea that it can still happen, it can still happen, quotation marks, because we're talking about possession. Right. But no, in the world of the film. In yeah. the world of the film, it still happened. Yeah. And it's also, I even think, important that like- she is Chris McNeil in in The Exorcist. She is ex- seems to be extremely wealthy. Uh-huh. I mean, she's famous. Yeah, she's super famous. She's and, about to be a director, and like that is also part. Like even this woman who you know quote unquote whatever has everything yeah. right. She has money, a staff, privilege, a staff. I mean, can, like a can, legit yeah. staff. She can afford to rent a home in a very expensive neighborhood. And bring her staff right. and her family. I mean, and she has a conversation <clears throat> about with her daughter about horses. Yeah. And not like... Aren't you know, they pretty? Like, yeah. No, like, I'm gonna we're going to buy a horse, right? right? So, like, it's even established. Like, so, this woman has everything. everything. She can take... When when things start to, to turn strange, right? She can take her daughter to the, the best, best doctors, doctors. In, 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 in the country, right? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, that's... And that's that's important to the film to say like, it doesn't matter who the like fuck you are. If evil comes into your home, there's, the, the, there's no stopping. Yeah, money's not going to do anything. Power is not going to do anything. Right. Even the old priest can't stop. It, right. You know? Um, so all of that said, mm-hmm. we get in exorcist believer, almost nothing, almost right. no real character development. Right. We start in, Haiti mm-hmm. right before the the earthquake. the earthquake. Yeah, I mean, which is like an actual historical event. Right. And Leslie Odom Jr., whose character name is Victor, mm-hmm. um, he's a photographer. Yeah. And he's gone to Haiti with his very pregnant wife. Which from jump, I was like Dude, like come on, man. And uh, again, I'm not I, I am no mom and I know do pe- different people do different things where I was like, even this seems like an odd, not because it's Haiti, but just the fact that like, well, they, like we don't know how long they've been there. Right. right. And it's like my, my first thought actually. And I was just thinking, I was like, her doctor let her fly to right. Haiti. That is what I thought too. That, She's that's, nine months pregnant. Right. And this isn't like the fifties. No, this is, uh, you know, yeah. would have been 
you know, 12 years ago or whatever, yeah. or whenever it was. And like, yeah. So I was like, okay. Then I was like, well, have they lived there? Yeah. Do they live there? But, it, but they're no, not. they're they staying in a hotel. In a hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, so right there, I was like, that's really bizarre. And right. it's really bizarre that, that, that this woman even would fly at that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying pregnant women can't do things. Please don't no, come preg- yell at me. Pregnant women cannot fly. I'm sorry. That is just a medical fact. You should not fly. And so he's out photographing. Oh, oh, first they're like just sort of like walking through town and he's taking pictures of, of you know, people who live there, like candid shots yeah. on the street. She runs into a little girl who is like, come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to... Sh- Introduce you to someone who will bless your baby, who will give you a blessing for your Why? baby. And I was like, oh, okay, um, sure. Like I, th- why <clears throat> a little kid? Yeah. Why, I, and, and, why randomly? And, why? And why does this? Yeah. And so this woman, uh, the wife follows the little girl. She meets, not surprisingly, an older woman and a, and a middle-aged woman, an old priest and a I need young an old priest. priest. I need an older middle-aged woman. And they do a blessing on the baby. Mm-hmm. And I thought... And it, it's important to say that this is like, um, I guess it's traditional, f- f- uh, like a folk healing blessing yes. session it, in the tradition of like... Uh, 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 hoodoo, I yeah. guess, or, or, or uh, I, I don't know, and so Santeria I, or something. And I, I was like, okay, so this is in some, this is clearly Gordon Green's homage or mirror scene for Iraq, right? We start in a foreign country and we are introduced to something older than our Western religion, which is strange because actually in Haiti, Catholicism plays a huge part in all their belief system. Yeah. But I think that's why he started out of the country because that the exorcist starts out Uh of the country. Um, But I was like, it's not the same. No, it's not. It's not the same. It's not the same at all. Um, Also. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the part, the terrifying part of the Iraq thing. Right. And you've talked about it a lot is that, you know, you and I, Talk about Catholicism is old. Yeah, very old. old. It's thousands of years old. But there are things that are much, much there older. There are things that are much, much older. And yeah. that is actually the whole the whole point of Iraq is that th- there are things that are much, much older. And the fact that Iraq is kind of like the beginning. Like yes. the cradle. It's it the, is, of, of life. Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on. It's where civilization is right. supposedly began. Right. I mean, I believed it, like at least yeah. from what we found. Haiti is, is I think, a setup for the, the earthquake, right? right? Like the earthquake is the major event because during that earthquake, Victor is out doing his photography. Picturing. You know, like you do. Uh-huh. She, the, she gets caught in the hotel as it starts to collapse. And so she is running out of the hotel trying to get out and she's, Bad, gets badly injured. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like she's yeah. really hurt very badly. Then we cut to a, a a makeshift doctor, a makeshift hospital because so many people yeah. are injured. Doctor comes in, you know, he has one doctor who's tr- and a translator, right? Right. Victor's there with his wife and the doctor's like, look, we can save your wife or your baby. Mm-hmm. We can't save both. You have to make a choice. Choose. Um, we don't see his choice, yeah. But we cut to 
12 years later in Georgia because that's where they had to film because mm-hmm. everything um, is required to film in Georgia. In Georgia now. Uh, and we see Leslie Odom Jr. And he has a, you know, 12-year-old, 12-year-old daughter. daughter. Mm-hmm. So in our minds, we're like, well, I guess he chose his daughter. He chose the baby. Um, and we will, you know, of course, whatever. Uh, oh, and we, so, we had a, we went on a tirade yeah, about that. But anyway, okay. And so th- that's sort of like, the you beginning. Know, yeah, that, that's the prologue, which I guess matches Iraq, not in skill or meaning, but like in structure. And then we cut to our core parent child because. Right. So. Then we learn very little about this young girl. Yeah, like she wants she miss she wants to learn more about her dead mother. Sure. Get that? Totally. Yeah, and then and then immediately <clears throat> she's off to school. Yeah. Where and clearly he's very strict cuz I think he's like not even strict, but he's like, you have to be home at this time. Right. Don't do that. Right. I get it. He lost his wife right. in a terrible so he's overprotective. Yeah. Right. Totally get it. She goes to school. Uh, ditches the friend that she's actually supposed to come home with, goes with another friend, Catherine. 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 Yeah. Um, A white girl. A white girl. And there is, there's tension there. Yeah. You see it when he goes to drop her off at school. Yes. um, Because Catherine's parents Uh are like white suburban couple who are ugly people. Yes. And it's like, I'm really tired of that, but okay. Um, they go off into the forest. The two girls. The two girls mm-hmm. together after after school, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the whole thing is like they have both. They have both told their respective parents that they're going to this other girl. Yeah, house. classic move. Yeah, classic move. But you know, they just kind of go into the forest, and we don't know what they're doing. She she has taken something from her from her mother. She's taken a scarf. Yeah. that belonged to her mother, and um, they do some kind of ritual. Yeah. I with guess, like a Ouija board, with basically. a Ouija board. And she's like, you have to talk to the spirit, whatever, whatever, Yeah, talk to the spirit and the spirit will. And guess what happens? They talk to the spirit. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and so, then suddenly they're missing. Right. And so, but it was so insane. Like we know nothing about almost nothing about the, the, this, these we kids. We don't know anything about Catherine. No, at all. At all. Um, like, and we know very little about their relationship. Their friendship. We know nothing about them. And so, okay. Again, I don't know. I don't care. I like, I mean, I know this sounds terrible. Like I don't care about these kids Yeah. in life, in real life. I hope they're okay. The, like, but the, these the, characters, I don't give a shit the about The most them. interesting kid in the movie to me was the, the friend who they, who both, got left behind. Who got left behind. <laughs> yeah. Like she was the one that, that I cared most about. Cause I was like, dang. Dude. Yeah. It's a shitty move. They, man. they made her lie, man. Yeah. They totally fucking threw her, yeah, under, they the threw bus. her under the bus. That's a shitty move. Yeah. And in the, the 15 seconds she was on, film she showed more more yeah, yeah more kind and of character so, than the other two so the kids go in the woods they do this ritual blah 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 and then you know uh victor leslie odom jr uh comes home his daughter's not there mm-hmm. starts to get worried uh-huh. and then calls the other girl yeah that girl says she actually left with Catherine. yeah and so they yeah they sort of the parents put together the lie right and then they realize both of their daughters are missing and then they fight yeah, then, they fight. And then because one's white and one's black, I guess. Yeah. I guess I couldn't understand why. There's also a lot of mumbling and talking over each other. Right. They immediately attack each other. Yes. Like instead of going, which is not a rational thing. As speaking as a parent. Right. In in the in the moment what would probably happen is like, okay, our kids lied to us. They're in trouble. Let's get together and find them. Yeah. Also right? kids lie kids all lie the time. All the time. 
instead, these two parents immediately begin to blame each other. Right. For my child is perfect and would never lie to me. It's your child's fault. Right. Blah, blah, blah. blah. What, or, or any, what, whatever yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that's basically it. And I was like, that's not rational or believable. No. At all. At all. I, I don't care if you're the shittiest people, couple who lives in the shittiest, I don't know if you're a, I don't know, from Grapevine. You still would not behave that right. way if, if your child went missing. Uh, it's crazy. And so then they finally, like, they get it together enough to go into the woods together to search for the kids Mm -hmm. while they're waiting for the police to show up. Um, And they, that's a weird thing. Like in the span of, in the span of, I don't know how many days the girls were missing. It ends up being three. Okay. I didn't know that. That's how long Christ disappeared for. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was in a, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, He's already had time to make like, Dozens of missing person copies and go around the city. Yeah. And, put it, and I'm like, what? Because they found thing, they found something in the woods. They found remnants of the kids, right? A tennis shoe, mm-hmm. a backpack, mm-hmm. whatever. And so, yeah. And then, so in the next couple of days, he's out doing the thing. He goes to a homeless shelter where they make weird sexual jokes about children. Yeah. And I was like, this, Gross. this is what we're doing? Like, why was that necessary? Right. And like- and I like I wonder. It's like I the homeless guy. Like yeah, really, that's what I was we're wondering. gonna throw blame like, on these guys. Like, I was they like, didn't do shit. The homeless guy in The Exorcist who says you got a dollar for a for a, a former altar for boy. A, for altar boy. That's serves a different purpose. Yeah, well, I, the, a completely, it, it completely different purpose. different purpose in the uh, in in The Exorcist. I'm not even gonna go into it on another episode. We'll do that. So like, are they? Do you see what I mean by yeah, it's like it makes no sense. Reductive but not derivative. Yeah, it, or it's also derivative. I don't know. It, it makes no. Uh, it makes no. Yeah, it's like well, they had a homeless guy in The Exorcist. Let's put a homeless guy in this one. But and ours let's is gonna make him gross. Yeah, ours is gonna make weird pedophilia jokes. Right, with a hot dog. Yeah, what the fuck, man? So gross. So eventually, we get to the kids. They're found, or they're, they they we meet them again, and they're in this barn. And they come back home yeah. um, and their feet are all fucked up and they come back home. They're both acting real weird. We got a lot of backstory about the people at the farm, yeah, at the that, horse that, barn. That never pans that, out. That never pans out. And like already as soon as, as Angela, the main girl, mm-hmm. Victor's daughter gets home, she's already starting to see like her demon self right. in the mirror. Um, but of course they take the kids to the hospital and they find out, like, the girls think they've been gone a few hours, mm-hmm. but they've been gone three days. And then we get... Because um, that's how long Jesus was gone. Yeah. And so we get the mom, Catherine's mom, who I guess is the word of religion or scripture. That's not even fucking scripture. That's actually John Milton. <laughs> um, she explains that when Christ was gone for three days before his resurrection, he stormed the gates of hell. Right. And set, you know, people free or whatever. Um, which again, that's not really from the Bible, but like whatever, paradise yeah. regained. Um, <laughs> uh, and we're like, oh, okay, sure. So, so then, okay, I was like, okay, so, so are, then- are these two girls Christ figures now? And they're like, no, we're we're led to believe they went to hell, right? And they brought something back. In the meantime, there are these nosy neighbors. <laughs> Right, so the guy, yeah. the guy across the street. Oh is my! Is it the guy across? It's the street? it's Victor's friend. Yes, it's they Vic- live by each other, but they're friends. They the, box together. They box together. White guy. Yeah. Who for some reason? Oh my god! For some reason, this white guy knows a hoodoo priestess. Yeah, he said when his daughter. His explanation is when his daughter was sick, 
they had to go beyond their belief system and I guess find the local hoodoo priestess in the Georgia suburb. Right. So without sure. asking, without sure. asking Victor's permission, dude, what you want to talk about? It fucking irrational behavior. Right. Without asking Victor's permission, he brings these two hoodoo priestesses into the house. Yeah, man. And they start doing this thing, and Victor comes home and it's like, "What the fuck is happening? Yeah. Get out of my house!" And again, I thought I was like, "Okay, so this is a weak ass parallel to when in the original Chris McNeil's German servant mm-hmm. ser- servant that's not yeah, right. is that the right a, word? Yeah, staff, staff, member, housekeeper. Yeah, he puts a cross under Chris." Uh, Reagan's bed. Right. Chris McNeil is not religious at all. She's like, what the fuck? Okay. He's an old German man. Might be a Nazi implied in the movie. Right. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Right. Again. He, he lives in the house. Yes. He knows Reagan. Yes. He, and he cares about Reagan. And despite the rise of Lutheranism coming out of that country. Right. Germany was a wildly Catholic country. Right. <laughs> so it makes sense. Her reaction also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Like when my grandmother would put the weird egg under my crib when I was sick and my dad would say, what are you what doing? What are you doing? Right. <laughs> right. But this is not that. If Christy, if you rolled into your house, I'm a good friend of yours and John. I was like, don't worry about it. Brought some priestesses. <laughs> Didn't think I should bother you. <laughs> like what? Well, one, I would be like, <laughs> Where is Michael and what have you done yeah. with him? How do you know these priestesses? And how do you know these priestesses? <laughs> like, but where's Michael, yeah. actually? Like, it was so, it was so bizarre. Just bizarre and didn't not, it didn't make sense. It, like, it, uh, it, didn't it, make, did, it didn't make any sense that this character is the one who brings in the hoodoo priestesses. In the meantime. Oh my I can't, God. Now, I can't remember if the, if the next door neighbor nurse. And out. Is and, it is and out. Yes, yes. Okay, so. And out is his neighbor, Next door who's neighbor. always like, "You gotta move your, you gotta trash, move your cans. trash cans and all that stuff." You know how those ladies are. Right. But then later on, it turns out she works in the hospital where yes. the two young women are are, are brought. Are, are brought, and um, and she is a we are at least led to believe, like a very caring nurse. Like despite sure. the fact that she hates trash cans, she hates trash cans. She, she does care about children, right? And she, we know she cares about children because she feels very guilty about having an abortion. Yeah, can I just, okay, I got to jump in here real quick. Yeah, I'm go sorry. ahead. No, it's fine. So yeah, she was going to be a nun, mm-hmm. and then she broke her vows by getting knocked up. Right. I, this is like her story, and then she had an abortion. I am, so, I am so tired of, even in the name of like religion or, or whatever, storytelling, and this isn't even just in religious movies, I am so tired of abortion being viewed as some sort of shortcoming. Right. Uh, always in a woman. Right. Of course. Um, of of course. course. Right. We never meet the guy who did it, but it's always, and I'm not saying like her regretting it or whatever, that that's a character thing, but like it's always viewed as like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Whereas black Christmas in 1970, whatever, like as old, this movie as old as I am, I believe, and I am old, is like, no, 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 no. That's, she made the right choice for herself. Yeah. Like, why can we not get back to that? Right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I if you, I mean, you want to, 
yeah, I'm like, I just keep, I remember, I keep remembering Sister Death, where like, there's a much more interesting story about a nun who yes. gets pregnant. Yes. <laughs> Who's raped by a soldier. It's right. like a whole different thing. And again, I was like, this is not Father Damien regretting or feeling guilt for how his, what has happened to his mother. Because Damien is a man who could have been very wealthy right. and taken care of his family. Right. He chose the cloth instead. Yeah. And now he doesn't even fucking believe in God. Right. And his mother is rotting away in a horrific state mental institution right. or whatever. This is a woman who had a medical procedure done. Yeah, that's it. And is made to feel bad about it. And didn't yeah. become a nun. And she, so it's important because Angela... Angela. Angela. Angela tells her about her abortion and she, nobody has ever known about it. So that's how Ann Dowd's character knows that it's the devil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, because like God wouldn't tell you that. Right, right. Um, <laughs> right. 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 Only the devil would remind you uh, of having an abortion. Because <laughs> you wouldn't remember because you're, I mean, you're in your 50s now. You're in your 50s, yeah. You can't possibly remember your 20s. You cannot possibly remember like your own life. <laughs> right. like, like you need the devil to remind you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so she goes to Victor and she's like, listen, we have to go, we have to do something, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And what does she do? I don't even remember what she does. So first she's like, look, man. I'm, I'm I'm Catholic. He's like, I don't believe in your shit. And I'm like, word. Yeah. And then she's like, no, 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 no. The, I get that. But there is someone who can help you. Here's a book. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Here's a book, right? And it is a book yeah. written by Chris McNeil uh-huh. about her experience. With her daughter, with Reagan. With her daughter, Reagan. Her experience from right. the first exorcist. She's written like an entire book. And he's like, I don't believe this. This is bullshit. bullshit. How is he convinced, Michael? Though? Well, he watches a YouTube clip. That's right. Yeah. He watches one, one YouTube. He watches clip. one YouTube clip that is a part of an interview with Chris McNeil, uh-huh. and he's like, "I believe her." Yeah, and so he gets in his car. Yeah, and he drives to wherever Chris McNeil lives, somewhere on a beach, somewhere probably in Atlanta. Um, right, right, uh, somewhere in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, she moved to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. No offense, Georgia. No offense, Georgia. That New England lady did not move to Georgia. Right. <laughs> so she she has a mansion in Hollywood, but she moved yeah. to Georgia. Um, so he goes to see her. That's where the work is now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, why she why had it. that's why she's there. Anyway, she still looks great. Um, yeah, man. And she's legit. She's 90. Alan Burstyn. She's 90 years old in yeah. real life, man. I think and she's 91 now. She's like the most effortless person on Dude. camera in that movie. Dude. But, but still, like she says, it's funny because she's written this book uh-huh. about her experience. And yet. He meets her and she says, I wasn't actually in the room. I really kind of don't know anything yeah, about it. And, and and also we learn, and this is what actually started to make me angry. Like I was annoyed because Aspen kept going like one to 10. How angry are you guys? Right. And we were both like, I'm more annoyed right now. I'm yeah. bored. But this is when I started to get angry mm-hmm. because they now have taken Chris McNeil. Iconic. Yes. And she has written an exploitative book about her daughter's experience, profited off of it, and now she and Reagan don't Are estranged, speak. right. And I was like, that is not the story, the story of that woman. Mm-mm. And I don't know how you could possibly watch The Exorcist. I don't give a shit about, don't talk to me about heretic. Right. I don't know how you could possibly watch The Exorcist 
and this be your conclusion right. as to who that who these w- people are who these people are and it's such a cheap trick to but, set something up later but michael it's so that we get that amazing Ugh. payoff at the end yeah and the line i think you were about to bring up because she says i wasn't in the room during the exorcism why wasn't she in the room christy I don't remember. She's like, well, I think it's because I wasn't part of the patriarchy. Oh, that's right. Yes, what a natural line of dialogue that is. It's their fucking patriarchy that they wouldn't let me be in the room. She had no interest in being in that room. As I recall, she was scared shitless. She went into the room and uh, what is that that dresser called? You told me. A high boy. A high boy. Yeah, it's like, oh, the high boy almost killed her. The high boy almost killed you. That's why you weren't in the room. That's why you weren't in the room. Yeah, Um, also Father Marin said, don't be in the room. Yes. Also, you had a true connection with Damien. Right. Also, you had a true connection with the cop. Like, right. I, you know what? The Yes, the church is terrible. Nobody has to explain that. We all know. In The Exorcist, no one involved with the church or the authorities who, other than the doctors who deals with Chris McNeil is terrible. Right. Damien tries to do everything in his power to help her. Right. Even the, but even the doctors, like even yeah. the doctors who at the end, they're are just like, like, I don't fucking know what we, to we do. We don't fucking know what to do, and they yeah. try to do their doctor speak. But you, they're concerned about Reagan. Yes, it's yeah. not like they're saying fuck off, right? And the officer, Lee J. Cobb, one of the greatest uh-huh. performances ever given, he's also concerned. Like there is no. They do everything right. Right. And she also is a fully formed human being. Right. She's not like these goddamn men. Right. With like a fucking drink in right. her hand. As a matter of fact, like she stands in the room with 80 doctors. Yes. And she basically and tells says, them off. She says, fuck all of you. Yeah. I, there is you, that- you, you, all your tests and all your fucking bullshit and you cannot tell me what's well, yeah. wrong with my daughter. Yeah. At, She's not someone who is oppressed. No, at no point. And like, she is intellectually equal to everyone. She's way richer than everyone. Right. I, come on, man. Yeah. So come she, on. they this, kind of like shoehorn in this kind of like they're fucking patriarchy. I'm so, it's so lazy. It's so lazy. But it's also weird because then later on she gets in the room and she starts to conduct an exorcism. Yes, because she she said, this is his other note. Did you know that the Catholics didn't invent exorcism? No shit, dude. Most people know that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole point of the first movie, there's even a line that's from one of the doctors. It's like, dude, the Catholics are the only ones that will even touch this shit now. And even they try to sweep right. it under the rug. Right. No one ever says they invented it. No. So she tells. And th- especially the Jesuits. Yeah, like, Especially the Jesuits. They're like, no. Damien's like, she needs a fucking doctor, a right. therapist. They have to go through all of these steps yeah, before man. the church even says, yeah, go ahead and look at it. Okay, y'all, Jesuits. Are, are super, super, super kind of like very educated, yes. intellectual. High, like, yeah, it's, I, it, this again, this is. They're like the rebels without a cause of the priesthood. Yes. And like, this is, to me, struck me as like, again, Gordon Green, David Gordon Green or whoever learned something that they didn't know before mm-hmm. and thought they were going to share it with the world right. as though they were the first people to figure out Catholics didn't invent exorcism. Right. Do you think that the 
thousands and thousands of years of religion and mythology before Catholicism didn't have a concept of demons or possession of some kind. They might have had a different name for it. Right. But I'm sure the Latin word for demon comes from some earlier fucking word. Right. The the Jew the Hebrews the Hebrew nation had like the Dybbuk and all of these things long before fucking yeah. Catholicism showed up. You're not teaching us anything no. and you're not commenting about the church. So she's like, I've done the research. I'm going to go in the room and now I can fucking now do exercise. Now I can exorcism. fucking do it. So she goes in there, right? So like the main, like the-, the, the, the Oh, both main, girls are getting more possessed, yeah, I guess we should say. Yeah, they're getting more possessed and they're like acting weird and, and- Yeah, but not scary. It's never fucking scary. It's never scary. It's N- never scary. Not once. Not once. And the these, effects are bad. Poor, so the, there was one scene, before I get to like the big theme, there was one scene where they the, the, the white couple- takes Catherine home, right? But yeah. she's clearly still possessed because she's green. Like anybody, um, right. any, I'm, anybody would notice. Right. She's green. <laughs> she's green. And they take her to church, yeah. which is a mega church. Yeah, right? yeah. They take her to a mega church and she's sitting there green and everybody's <laughs> pretending like ev- everything's it, fine. God has brought her back. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then suddenly she comes walking down the aisle. She gets up to like leave to go to the bathroom. Yeah, and you and I were like, that would never happen in Catholic Church. <laughs> Fuck no, you this better hold it. This cannot be Catholic Church yeah. because you are not allowed to get up from mass to go to the fucking bathroom. Yeah. You better hold you it. You better hold it, son. Yeah, anyway, so she gets up to go to the bathroom and then suddenly comes down the aisle uh, like saying something, I don't know what she's saying. I the, forgot, I think it's honestly. like the body and the blood. Oh, the body and the blood. The, the body, body and the, the blood. blood. And- Nobody's doing anything. Everybody's just kind of like sitting there right. watching her. The parents are just sitting there watching yeah. her. Like, what? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And- so then after this, like the whole the whole idea, I think the, the big idea, yes. yeah, yeah. Michael, is that all the religions yes. Yes. have to get together. Right, because the Catholic priest, we do know that oh, yeah. Ann Dowd introduces- right. He's like, he wants to do it. And the church is like, nah, the man, is like, we don't do this shit anymore. We don't anymore. do this shit anymore. So the Catholic priest goes, I cannot be here. Right. And that's how they shoehorn in a Latino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> into, into the movie. Because everybody else was represented. And they're like, how do we get a Mexican in here? All priests are Mexican. Priests. There's, you know, Mexicans are still Catholic. So we'll put a Latino in here. Yeah. And he's like in a bad accent. And he's like, I cannot do this. Because right. you can't tell he's Latin from just looking at him. Also, his name's Father Gomez. Also, he's probably like a ninth generation American. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Man? I don't know. That's like get me, like get me Father Linguini. I can say I can make stupid <laughs> Italian names, and he would come in and he's like, "I'm from Philadelphia. Right. I'm exactly. exercise your baby. Right. I'm like, where the fuck is Father Garcia? Father Garcia is from fucking Georgia, man. Right. Exactly. And has been from Georgia. Dear people. For four generations. Mexicans live everywhere. We are everywhere. We've been everywhere. For a very long time. We were here first. He does not have an accent. Right. Unless if it's Southern. Exactly. (laughs) Like he would probably sound like he's from Georgia. He would probably sound like he's from Georgia or from Texas or whatever. Right. Anyway. So Father Garcia or whatever his name is, he's like, I can't do this. He gets in his compass and drives away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just couldn't. It, I was. I was like, that is such kind of like a nothing uh, car. Anyway, yeah. um, so but then he comes back later. He's like, I'm going to do it anyway, yeah. or whatever. Because, like you said, all the religions because need it, to come that's together. The, that's the idea. Is that 
fundamentalist Christians. Oh my God. Who do priestesses yeah. and Catholics. We all have to work together, together, Michael. Yeah. We have to work together in a scene that was very reminiscent of practical magic, <laughs> calling the phone, the tree phone, phone tree or uh -huh. whatever. And all the women who have been so mean to the witches show up and they all bring their brooms and they sweep the demon out of the house while they drink margaritas and right. sing yeah. yacht rock. Right? Yeah, man. Um, so John. Like, oh, so they're going to, and Aspen and I immediately were like, Practical, Practical magic. magic. And then John just goes, they've gotten together the A-team. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay. And so this is when I got angrier. Yeah, that's when I got angrier. Because I was like, okay, again, here's another fundamental misunderstanding of the original movie. Because I read in an interview with Gordon Green where he was like, you know, I didn't want it to be that we're reliant on the very he heavily male patriarchal Catholic church. Okay, dipshit. Prior to Richardson fucking Texas. <laughs> the Roman ritual of exorcism in The Exorcist fucking fails. Right. The church fucking fails. fails. Right. Marin, That's the whole point. Father Marin is dead on the floor. Yeah. Father Damien only succeeds by beating the shit out of this possessed child saying, take me, the demon jumps into him and he fucking kills himself. That's the only reason Reagan is saved. Yeah. The, the church fails. The church fails. The ritual fails. This evil is older than the church. Right. Did you not watch the fucking movie? Right. At no point... Does Marin succeed? Right. At no point does does Chris McNeil say, thank goodness the Catholic Church right. came in and helped me. The only moment we have is when she, when Reagan, who has forgotten everything, sees the... Father Dyer's collar. Collar. She kisses it. That's not like, yay, Catholic Church. That's, no, that's her. Remem I, remember, I remember some guy. I remember who saved, some man who saved me. Looks or whatever. like you. Looks like you. That's right. it. That's it. That's it, man. Yeah. Like, there is, oh my, so I was just like, what is fucking happening? Also, the other thing, why is this never scary? It's never scary. The other thing that happens that really pissed me off is that Angela takes a crucifix. Yes. I guess, in, in, I don't know, a callback to, to a, a, yes. a truly terrifying scene with a crucifix. In the first, in, in the, the first original. one, in the original. And, and, and pokes Ellen Burstyn's eyes yeah, out. She blinds Ellen Burstyn. She blinds Ellen Burstyn with a crucifix. Yeah. So, are, are the, the little girls are saved, right? So, what happens? Well, not really. What happens is. I don't even remember. The demon, whoever it is, or the devil, which is like, stop, man. It's not. Um, gives them a choice. Oh, that's they, right. Only one, had to have a choice. only one child can, can, live. can live. And then we flash back to Haiti mm -hmm. and we realize, like every person would, he chose his wife. Right. Not his daughter. Mm -hmm. But his wife died and the daughter lived because the priestess had blessed the unborn child. Right. And so now the demon says, you don't even want me in the little girl's voice. Right. You chose your wife. You never wanted you me. You never wanted me. Just kill me, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? I would have chosen my wife of too. Of course. You can always try again. Yeah. And then um, the white dad, because he's a white dad, um, chooses his little girl and is basically going to let the black girl die. 
even though his wife is like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. But the devil played a trick, mm-hmm. y'all. Played a trick. And the one who gets chosen is the one who gets dragged to hell. Right. And so the spirit of the white girl gets dragged to hell. Because white people are bad. And Angela is saved. Yeah, all of them. Yep, every single one of them. Yeah. And then... We can't have a white girl win at the and end. In the, in the, and in the middle, the priest comes in and gets his head twisted around and killed. Oh, that's because right. Because death to the Catholic Church. That's right. You know also, who's good? Fundamental Christians. Yeah. They're the ones who got it. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Like, I was like, please make it no religion. If, if this is your point, if you want to make a point about it shouldn't be the church, then it should be no, no religion. religion. It should be humanists or people coming together right. like in practical magic right. to help other humans. Right. Not a fundamental Christian preacher and a hoodoo priestess right. and a, a, a woman who wanted to be a nun. And a Catholic priest. And a, like, what are we fucking doing? No, all the, all the belief systems need together, together oh my to God, save man. the demonic children. Yeah. So then, but we have, we forgot. So they live happily ever after. Y- okay. Yeah. Or Angela does. Angela does. Um, um, even though there's supposed to be a sequel to this that I think is uh, not, I think it's, it's not, not going to happen. But yeah. what's the tag? Oh my God. So the tag is blinded Ellen Burstyn. Blinded Chris McNeil is in her hospital room recovering. She yeah. lived. The door opens and she's like, is that you? Is that you nurse? Or whatever. No mom. No mom. It's, it's me. me. And we get Linda Blair as grown up Reagan in one final shot. Yeah. I don't know what made her come back. Like just the news that her mom was blinded. blinded I guess I don't know, man. Maybe the maybe the power of Christ compelled the her. The power of Christ compelled her. Um, yeah, and that's how this travesty of a film ends. I hated it. I hated it. Um, yeah, I I hated it a lot. Like, yeah, I I think my not, not in the least because I wasn't even able to enjoy my hate. Yeah, it's like it was just boring, and it was that. That's I think that's it. It was even like a different kind of rage that I had when these guys ruined Halloween, right? Um, I mean, even the Pope's exorcist was trying to do something. Yeah, like as ridiculous and stupid Absolute, as it was, it was like even the Pope's exorcist was trying to create a franchise of Indiana Jones priests. Yes, totally, and like I, I can respect that. that movie was like at least in its ridiculousness was entertaining. Yeah. Also, I think. Russell Crowe got the joke. Yeah. Um, even even what was the movie we saw about the 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 nun that turns into a shark? Shark Exorcist. Shark Exorcist. Even Shark Exorcist was more fun. Yeah, making statements. Yeah. Um they were trying something. They were trying something. Yeah, this this was like a non movie. Yeah, like, go watch Shark Exorcist. Yeah, I I it's and I go back to like what my friend said, like, you know, saying that Exorcist is sacred. Look, man, I know everything's a money grab. Land grab. Land grab. Um but like, why? And, when, and, when and, is, and, like, when and this it, movie ended up tanking. It didn't make money. No. Like it bombed. Yeah. Like at some point, is anyone going to take a step back and be like, does this, does this, does this movie need, need to, to get made? Yeah. No. No. I don't, I, I don't know how far this trend is going to go. I do know that there are, and I don't even know if it's true. I, I know a lot of young people. I know a lot of young people who are hungry to, to like, watch the old cinema, right? yeah. the kinema, yeah. right? Like I know a lot of young people who are like, Hey, please make me a list. What movies should I be watching? I don't know anything, blah, 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 blah. And there's an, I guess there's a 
prevailing idea right now amongst people who are making films, some people, that nobody will watch anything made before right, such and such a year, yeah. Right, so we have to take all of these old titles and Mean Girls is being made again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, and I mean, there's about to be a prequel to The Omen, right? Um, and like uh, you know everything. Every, I'm sure there'll be another. Which, like, by the way, Damien's mother's a dog. Yeah, man. I'm just gonna say that yeah. right now. Yeah, it's a dog. It's not that lady. Um, like I don't know. Yeah, it, it's just it's stupid. And I thought maybe again, I don't. I know I'm sort of railing against Gordon. I just know people who went to high school with him. So I feel like I know him, even though I don't. Um, Whatever, man. I hope he goes back to making independent films. He was a great independent filmmaker. Um, But part of me is really glad this movie bombed. And so maybe someone will at least start to take stock and say like, hey, maybe 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 there's another way to to, to do this. Maybe there's some movies we don't need to touch. Yeah. Um, the Exorcist was one of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like the Rosemary's Baby remake or yeah, even the terrible. Omen remake. Like what was going on? That was terrible. Yeah, I'm like, really like, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy that William Friedkin is dead, but he had a great life. But I'm glad that he was Yeah, dead. that he and Blatty weren't. That is Blatty not, gone too? Yeah, he's okay. gone. That they're not around, they weren't around to, to see to, this. To watch this. Yeah, because. it's... um. It's gross. It's terrible. And it's weird. It is, and I, I get it. It's, it is a, it is, it's such a unique industry, I think. And maybe, the, maybe not unique because I think the music industry is like this too, in which creators ultimately have no control over their creation mm-hmm. because so many people are involved and then the studio owns things. Whereas like if it were a play or a novel, like yeah, you couldn't just be like, Hey, we're going to change this. Yeah, here's money. Like, I know I have to pay you, but you have no say in it. Right. Um, and so that's... we don't have money. Right. And that's, like, gross. So, anyway, it's fucking gross. It's Exorcist terrible. Believer is terrible. Don't go watch it. No, no, don't. At least we, did, we didn't pay for it. So, it was like... I'm yeah, more, I don't we, wait, give it, I, we waited. Like, was, we did, because there was a point where, there was a point where I was like... I, I'm not, I don't want to give this money. I don't want to give this money. Um, yeah, I would say go watch... Uh, the Exorcist. The, yes, go, go watch Exorcist. <laughs> And honestly, if you want a movie about exorcism that is not the Catholic Church, go watch The Last Exorcism. That one's really good. It's a great movie. It is a great movie. And that's about a Protestant preacher who was a child preacher and and has been, admits to himself he's been a fucking fraud. Fraud This whole time. He's just an amazing performer. Right. And he's used that to bilk people and make people believe something he doesn't himself believe. Right. And then learns that there are things far older. Yes. And it's like a very, he's fantastic, well acted. It's a good script. Our friend Denise Lee is in it. Denise Lee is fantastic. She won't watch it because she doesn't like horror movies. Right. She's great in it. Um, that's a really good movie and a low butt, like, you know, lower budget, budget. And, and it's so good and it's and scary. It's scary. And we care about his family. Yes. We care about the, the, the people who are involved. Yes. All of them. And we also care about the man who's trying to help. Yeah. Just like in the original Exorcist. Exactly. Um, go, so yeah, go watch the Exorcist, go watch the last Exorcist or the last Exorcism. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, shark Exorcist. Shark Exorcist. The Pope's uh, Exorcist. The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, those are those season are one of Fleabag. I don't know. Like, find yeah. something. Go watch. You know what? Go watch Belgravia. <laughs> Hell yeah! So good. We just started last night. I love it, dude. There's a violin in the score that we were like, mm-hmm. "That's the guy from Downton playing that violin." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it so much. Julian Fellows, you've done it oh again. Oh my God, Harriet Walters in this. So All, good. Oh, great. So good. Anyway, what are we gonna watch next time? Do we know? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it Maybe out. Maybe we'll try to find something that's good. That's good that we like. Yep. I don't know what that will be. It's getting harder and harder. It really is. But 
Oh, go watch the finale. <laughs> go watch the finale. It's that's still around and it's good. Um, all right. We'll be back. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.